Welcome to episode 91 of Monday State of Mind. My name is Michael Mazel, and I'm the Director of Alumni and Recovery Support Services for the Harmony Foundation. You guys, seasoned listeners, you know we are in deep in the topic for January 2022. We've already had one guest on that really shared some amazing insight into family and recovery. And today, I am so excited to have another amazing human that I have known for a really long time, actually. She's incredible. And I'm so happy that she said yes to coming on Monday State of Mind to talk about this really important subject. And it was interesting before I pressed the record button, I was telling her and I'm yes, I'm not saying her name because all of my guests introduced themselves. So hold tight. But little backstory, I was telling her that I actually had a request for this topic to come about on Monday State of Mind. We've done over 90 episodes now, and I had somebody say, Michael, are you ever going to talk about family and recovery? And I was like, yes, but we've just had so many amazing topics to talk about. And now we're finally here in it, talking about family and recovery and how to deal. What does it look like for people in recovery? How do they manage it? All the things. So take a moment get present, whatever it is you're doing, just take these next 15, 20, 25 minutes to hang out with me and this amazing human. So who do I have the pleasure of having on Monday State of Mind today? Hello, everybody. Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me. My name is Casey Graves, and I live in Telluride, Colorado, and I am super, super psyched to be on the show. Daisy Graves is in the house and she is in Telluride, my hometown. It's where we met. The chick is wicked. So Casey, let's dive in. So when I ask you to come on and talk about family and recovery and what that looks like for you now, what it looked like for you before you got into recovery, like what were some of your initial thoughts? Gosh, Michael, I mean, first of all, I love your energy so much and everything that you're doing and the show is awesome. So I'm super proud to be a part of it. I'm grateful. I mean, this is something that I just feel so blessed to be able to talk about and share. And it's been a huge, huge positive in my life. My family is of the utmost importance. And now more than ever, sobriety comes, comes quite a bit of connection the family aspect is one that I just have seen so much healing in and we've just grown so far together and can't say enough about the topic. So I'm really grateful to be here and to speak on it. Let's do this. So Casey, in my pilot episode for talking about family and recovery, I talked a little bit about the aspect of grief when it comes to getting sober And what I mean by grief is just the change in dynamics with your family, what you once used to be able to do with them, like have some beers, have some wine, whatever that looked like. And now being sober, going back into that family dynamic of, I know that your brother lives close to you and your nephews do. And so what does that look like for you? Or did you experience any of that, like on your journey to getting sober, any sort of grief of the way things used to be with your family? knowing that things needed to be different in recovery. 
Yeah. For my family, quite honestly, Michael, I was the drinker, you know, my family didn't really, there's, there's not a ton of drinking that was going on at family gatherings and stuff like that. So on my end, it was my social aspect of my drinking. And then when I would come back to the family, I think there was just a little sense of maybe embarrassment that I was the one who liked to indulge or imbibe a little bit more so. So once I was able to give that up and grab a hold of sobriety, the connection just grew with the family. Like you mentioned, I do have my brother lives close. Yeah, him and his wife, definitely not drinkers. They have three boys who are getting into teenage years now. Um, so I feel like it's even more important to just be a role model for them and to kind of pave the way for a nice, healthy path as far as all this stuff is concerned, because that will become a thing with them socially. And then my parents also live close now too. They've within the past two years moved close to my brother and I, and they both maybe social drinkers, but actually about, gosh, I think almost nine months ago now, my mom actually has, has given up drinking and come on to the path with me. And so there's another bridged connection there. And we both get to talk about it. There's been a couple of little stressors with some family health issues. And the other day, my mom was like, gosh, thank goodness we don't drink. So <laughs> I think that every family's different. You have families that get together, they do the Sunday football thing and everybody's cracking beers or, you know, you get wine and whatever out. But my family really is never big into it. And so with me not, and then of course now my mom not, it's just so nice. I feel like there's a real healthy aspect that's really motivating for all of us, I think. Dude, that's awesome. And so then I got to ask you too, there's that stressor that a lot of us sometimes feel when we get sober of being like, okay, can I participate in family gatherings? Is my family going to look at me different because I'm not drinking? Maybe they're probably excited because they knew that we had a problem. But when it comes to family, sometimes a lot of our shared experiences are bonding over, over drinking. Drinking is that one thing that kind of is that connection for a lot of people. And so I want to ask when you got sober and you started to hang out with your family again, and you do all the things with your family, was that ever something that you had to be concerned about? Was it ever anything that you had to talk about with your family as like maybe a fear of disconnect or not? Yeah, definitely. In the early stages, I'll be five years sober now in February. So it's nice because once you really start to have a little length of time under your belt, you start to really reflect on it all. And in the beginning, yeah, it can be really challenging with family in any social aspect. And I do remember going over to the house and you feel awkward. My dad likes to have a little martini in the evening and then my mom would have a glass of wine and they were definitely really cognizant of me. And um, we would always have the soda waters there. And, but it definitely took a bit. I definitely remember in the beginning feeling like, okay, I was the one who would come over and we would definitely have a couple glasses of wine to loosen up and, you know, get the laughter going. So to be comfortable in your own skin, it takes some patience. It takes some time and understanding, and you just have to surrender to the fact that it can be a little bit, but my family was very supportive and understanding. And yes, having some options available <laughs> was necessary, Right, I'm, I'm sure, you know, and it's just patterns, you know, all this is just behavior. It's, it's what you're used to doing, you know? So I would go with my family. I was definitely the one to kind of loosen the mood because I don't know why I had brought stressors upon me with it. Probably a little bit of embarrassment just because I felt like I like to have that little bit of alcohol to ease the stress or whatever. So yeah, it definitely took a little bit of practice to get into that rhythm, but then it grows quite natural after a little while. At least it did for me. 
I love that. And I love that you can sit here and say, it's going to be awkward. And that's okay. Because whenever we change something in our lives, usually like it's going to take a hot minute for anybody around us to adapt to it. And so with that being said, you knowing that it was going to be awkward or knowing in the early stages, it's like, yeah, like I'm still learning it too. Were there some times where you had to say no to family gatherings, or maybe you had to leave a little early? Because I think that that's something that a lot of us in, in early recovery really worry about feeling like we have to go hang out with family, even though we know it might not be safe for our recovery in early recovery. We're like, well, I don't want to disappoint my family, so I better show up and I'm just going to silently suffer. And we forget the importance of boundaries and really communicating our needs. And is that anything that you can speak to, Casey, when it comes to your family, like being able to communicate your needs or having to exercise boundaries to really protect your sobriety so you can continue to show up for your family in a way that is helpful? Well, of course. I mean, I think, again, you know, back to the early stages of, of sobriety and getting comfortable in your own skin around any social events, family included. It took some courage. It took some courage for me to know that this was a person that I was becoming now. I was kind of creating a new me and what that was going to look like, what that was going to feel like. So at first, in any situation, when you're invited to it, you kind of have a little conversation with yourself of what am I, how's this going to look? How am I going to go about this? How am I going to check in with me and make sure that I am feeling okay? And yes, keeping those boundaries, as you said. So I think I went quite inner during a lot of that and was a little bit less involved and a little less social, a little less confident. So that's something I feel like you walk gingerly around to take the baby steps that need to be taken. And then that way, once you're starting to let people know that this is what you want to be, and this is who you're becoming, and you're changing these old patterns and they can kind of get used to that too. There's a process. So it was definitely there for me. (laughs) I I love that. And I love that you say that it's a process because that's exactly what this recovery journey is. And so I just want to ask you now, fast forward, it's going to be five years. I can't believe it. I'm like, time time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) What does it look like for you now, Casey, to be able to look at your family dynamic with you in recovery and how you're able to show up not only for your mom and your dad and your brother, but for your nephews? What does that look like for you now, as opposed to pre-sobriety? This is the part I love because this is the good stuff. This is the good juice. This is the, these are the times that you really, you go through the shit, get to this. There's strength. There's so much love now. First of all, from what we engage in when we finally choose sobriety, there's a lot of inner work and there's a lot of healing that happens. And then, so with that, you just grow as a person and my vibration has grown and I I now have a balance and I can really look with my family and know that there's so much that's there now since I've chosen this path. So it's exciting. I feel good about myself. And I think before you can have a little bit of protection against the person who you are and, and then now you're celebrating it. So with my nephews and as they grow older, you know, I like to have them come and talk to me and hopefully know that it's something that I'm able to listen because quite honestly, I've been through the shit and there's a (laughs) non-judgmental ear and I can teach them by experience too. So I love that. And hopefully I can give them some proper guidance and be a good role model now as my life is shaping in the course that it is. 
And then, yeah, just this connection, like I was saying for my mom to say, Hey, I might not need that wine anymore. Like, let's just do this together. And that's been a huge bonding. And now we can talk more about my family. Alcoholism was in my family and my grandparents and my mom grew up with it, with her mom. And it was never really talked about. And now that's just now really starting to come out and come to the surface. And so it's a real amazing thing to have that connection and communication. And I know that I see a lot of pride when my dad looks at me now and it's just beautiful. I really do. I think that this is the stuff that I really love because this is what we're getting at. Oh, this is what we're aiming for. Yeah. Right. And so one of the last things I want to ask you to actually a couple more things, but I love how you said now for your nephews, your past is an asset to be able to be there to have them ask the questions for you to meet them with compassion and to be a really great resource. And so to be able to turn what so many people identify as like a very shaming disease to um, a place of empowerment, how does that feel? Yeah, it feels really good. Sobriety is a true gift and you can easily look into things of like, you know, shame and embarrassment and all that kind of negative stuff. But once you realize that that's your, it's your path, you know, and you've taken this on and you've been given this gift and you're headed in this great direction. And then now you get to take it and you get to share it and you get to explain it to other people and really listen to other people. And that's a big one too. A lot of people have a hard time in general and it's okay. It's okay to have a hard time and it's okay to ask for help and it's okay to question things and choices and decisions and your life path or the moment or how you handle stress. And that's what we're here for. You know, when we can come out of this and come onto the other side and we're able to, to help other people and help kids and the process and growth. It's just, I feel very, very grateful that I have that opportunity at this time. Thank you for being so open. And so the last thing I want to ask Casey for the person that's listening to this, that's in early recovery, or even they've been in recovery for a while and they're having a hard time with their family communicating what their needs are, or just being able to show that, Hey, like I'm doing this, like, this is my way of life. Now, what advice can you give to somebody who might be struggling? What are some things you want to say to that person that might be struggling with family dynamics and their recovery? Yeah. Go easy on yourself. First of all, take a deep breath. You know, it's okay. This is stuff and you're not alone. I mean, so many of us go through this and it's hard and you have to feel the feels, acknowledge all the crap and just take time, be patient with yourself. Know that people are out there to help. Trust is a hard one because it takes a bit to establish, but you're going to learn to trust that other people are there for you. And there's a lot of support and with family, there's love. Like I just keep coming back to that. There really is. And you know, that that's a hard one because Families are the tough love. They always kind of will be. So just remember that they are there for you and just have to know when it's right to come out and talk and try to get the support that you need and have the patience both with yourself and with your family. This is why Casey Graves is on Monday State of Mind. Trust me, this will not be the last time she graces us with our presence. If people are inspired or really want to be able to reach out to you to talk to you about how you navigated all of the things with your family, what is the best way for our listeners to get a hold of you? Yeah, perfect. Um, I welcome anybody to reach out. I can definitely talk lots and listen more. So my email is gravescasey.com. 
721 at gmail.com. That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. So feel free. I would definitely respond. And Michael, I can't thank you enough for having me on the show. You do incredible work. And <laughs> I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. And you guys, her email will be in the show notes so you can just click it write her all the things. And with that said, I do want to go ahead and end this episode by reminding you that if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call the Harmony Foundation at 866-686-7867. Recovery is a journey and Harmony gives you the map. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. 